into the moth light. Hello and welcome to Into the Mothlight, a podcast dedicated to artists' moving image, experimental film and festivals and installation art. The 2018 edition of the Alchemy Film and Moving Image Festival screened 133 films from 30 countries over five days. This included 36 world premieres, 18 European premieres, 24 UK premieres, 20 Scottish premieres and more than 50 filmmakers in attendance. The ninth edition will be held from the 2nd to the 6th of May in Hoyk in the Scottish borders. That's just five miles away from our Mothlight HQ. Alchemy is an international festival of experimental film and artists' moving image. It was initiated in 2010 as a collaborative project between Alchemy Film and Arts, Heart of Hoyk, and the Creative Arts Business Network. Their ambition has always been to celebrate the most creative, innovative and thought-provoking experimental film and moving image and as part of that to reach and engage with both national and international filmmakers and moving image artists and bring their work to the attention of the widest possible audience and to work for the benefit of unique communities in the Scottish borders. On the run-up to the programme launch for this year's festival, I spent some time with the Alchemy team to find out what goes on behind the scenes at a festival of this size, talk to individuals about their roles and responsibilities, and how they all come together to make the event happen. Teasers from this year's lineup of the festival have been appearing on the Alchemy social media feeds, so I was also keen to gain some understanding of this year's highlights. So in this edition of Into the Mothlight, you'll hear interviews with installation manager Walt Holland, Alchemy's year-round programme manager Rachel Disbury, festival producer Kerry Jones, and to start with, new festival director Michael Patterson. Into the Mothlight. I'm Michael Patterson and I'm festival director. I first got involved with Alchemy in autumn 2016 as part of the programming team. So I was in place for the 2017 edition of the festival um, and then for the 2018 edition of the festival returned as part of the programming team as a senior programmer when Richard Ashrowin uh, announced his or decided to leave um, in his position as creative director of Alchemy Film and Arts, um, asked me if I was willing or up for the challenge of stepping in as interim uh, festival director. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you because you've had experience in in working in a number of festivals in in different roles. So what was it about Alchemy and the role of festival director that really excited you? Well, I'm excited by uh, experimental film in general um, and Alchemy is a festival dedicated to that. So it's not just a sidebar it's an entire festival dedicated to non-narrative or avant-garde cinema or however you want to call it. And obviously you, you're an established writer and critic, uh, film critic, and you've worked on a number of other festivals. So how do you draw on all of that experience and, and, and bring it to the role of a festival director? Yeah, I mean, I think there's very sort of um, obvious or maybe not so obvious continuities between my practice as a critic for which I'm primarily known, I think, 
um, and and programming. Um, one is, you know, a, a sort of unwavering trust in one's own critical instincts and tastes, um, and then transferring, you know, if you think of criticism or part of criticism, what it is as advocating art in general or advocating a, a certain filmmaker or a certain um, way of sort of negotiating the world or conceptualizing the world and then transferring that to actually infecting audiences with that same sense of advocation. I draw upon that because, you know, as a freelance film critic for the last six plus years, I inevitably, you know, meet the artists who I admire. And so you're building up relationships that, you know, transcend the page or column that you're um, writing um, or filing. And you're able to then sort of, you know, establish a community of artists and you're part of that community and you're able to then draw upon them and their work and get them into the festival. And we've interviewed um, a number of people in this podcast too who do run festivals and they've got their own methods of how to program a festival. So how do you kind of build your your team of um, programmers around you and from there, how do you start to kind of pull something together that you can present as a finished product to the public? It was a weird one this year because I was part of the programming team and had been contracted as such as a senior programmer before I was asked um, if I'd be interested in taking on further responsibilities. And so the, the programming team as a whole was already sort of in place. I think one change this year has been um, our retention of and commitment to the programs that were decided as a team in the programming meetings prior to notifying filmmakers of their selection or, or otherwise, because um, I think historically in previous years, Alchemy has had very, very productive programming meetings, but then there was a, a kind of a, a window of time in which the program is then put together, shaped and finalized in response to those programming meetings, whereas actually it felt, the exciting thing felt this year, like the program was sort of pretty much thrown into shape um, or caressed into shape uh, during the meetings themselves. How do they work on the ground? I expect there is quite a lot of debate uh, and I guess you want to have a final say in how that programme is shaped but also you must respect and, and trust the, the, the tastes of the programming team that you have around you as well. Yeah, so we build a system whereby um, most submissions get viewed more than once um, just by default. And that's to build in contingencies of, you know, differences of opinion and differences in taste. And I'm fully supportive of, you know, front-loading our prejudices um, in, in, in selection processes. And we shouldn't apologise for those. But yeah, the, the final pr- programme is an expression of Alchemy's programming team. You know, nothing's in the programme that the director dislikes. And I do sort of retain and insist upon that kind of final say if you like if that's what you want to call it it's ensuring also in your final selection every film that's been loved individually by a member of the team is somehow included and accommodated so this year you're working around the sort of um, theme or motto of embrace the strange what can we expect from the festival this year what are some of the highlights 
Uh, highlights this year, we have three uh, dedicated programs around a single individual filmmakers who work primarily in 16mm. Um, they are Deborah S. Phillips, uh, Esther Erlus and Barbara Meta, the latter two of course being Dutch and the first of whom um, is a Berlin-based American artist. And these were really like exciting opportunities to, you know, we're hosting the U a UK, the international premiere of Esther Erlus's work, a UK first for that programme as a whole, um, a UK first for the Barbara Mitter programme as a whole. Um, we've also got a programme dedicated entirely to Turkish uh, cinema, mm -hmm. um, co-curated with uh, Julie Whitfad of Cornucopia. Um, we have the world premiere of Alchemy's first touring program of the Moving Image Makers Collective, which you know we're hoping to use the festival as a launch pad for that tour. Uh, we also have a um, curated program from Steve Polter of Crossroads Film Festival, uh, San Francisco Cinematheque. Really, really exciting things happening. We've got four features, two by men, two by women. Um, we've got more than 20 world premieres. And we've got, we're retaining, you know, we're proceeding with Alchemy's much-loved expanded cinema programme as well. Perfect. And of course, all the details of the programme will be on the website now, so you can go and have a look at that. The, the symposium always launches um, the, the, the festival on, on the Thursday afternoon, and it's, it's always a really entertaining and engaging and interesting event. There's always some excellent people come and um, contribute. So what can we expect from the symposium this year? Well, coming back to the, the motto or theme or slogan of Embrace the Strange, one opportunity of having a, a sort of a, a go-to phrase such as that um, and we, we sort of came came upon that in order to sort of um, you know continue and build upon the massive international reputation that Alchemy has but also perhaps to really develop its local appeal as well because mm -hmm. you know and to accept without apologies the fact that we are a bit weird in, the, in terms of the films that we screen. One positive side effect of that is that it unifies the symposium with which we kick off the festival so you know I know that historically alchemy always sort of struggles to think of a unifying theme by which practitioners can come together in a symposium that also accommodates their disparate individual practices. Mm -hmm. Rich has done extremely well uh, year in, year out to actually bring that together. I sort of wanted to make my life easier from the start by having this theme. So Embrace the Strange, I thought, was a top-down, unifying concept that accommodates a lot of different perspectives. So we've got Esther Erlus, who I've just mentioned. We've got Madison Brookshire, um, who's also giving an expanded cinema performance this year. We have Karen Hadfield, who runs Café Tizardmin, the residency um, where Alchemy has hosted its previous two residencies um, in Morocco. Um, we have Stephen Brumer, who, uh, the Canadian uh, filmmaker who has a feature in the lineup this year, and we have Ria Storr, who shot a protest, a celebration, a mixed message, uh, a screening in our programme, uh, Joy, Your Joy is an Act of Rebellion. You, you mentioned the uh, expanded cinema 
and again, it, it's always a really important part of the alchemy program. The expanded cinema events tend to happen quite late at night in quite unusual places. And I know that you've got uh, Jacques Bracon coming back again this year, a, a regular contributor to the festival, a friend of the festival indeed. So what, what's he bringing uh, to, to um, the event this year? Jacques is a world premiere. Um, it's the closing event of this year's festival. Um, and it's a new work by him. Uh, we're super excited to host its world premiere. Jacques is an admirer and friend of the festival um, who returns each year. He also has a short film in the program as well um, called Or Or Hoik May 18, which, as his title suggests, was shot in May last year in Hoik. Um, that was screened in January this year in Rotterdam. Jacques is a kind of um, a sort of egg, uh, an example of what Alchemy aims to do, and that's to bring together in, an international excellence that also has a sort of local appeal. Um, and, you know, Jacques does that with his undimmed enthusiasm for Hoyk as a place and for Alchemy as a festival. And, and on the subject of, of, of Jacques Bacon, so we, we did interview him when he was in Hoyk last year, and actually half of the interview was conducted on the, the film walk that we, we both took part in last year. And, and I was really pleased to see a film walk um, incorporated to this year's festival. So this will be the, the third film walk for Alchemy. So what do we have planned for this time round? So this time round, we're going to walk. Um, we're not going to hop on a bus and be driven to the walk. We're going to start with the walk and lead with a walk and keep it as a walk. Um, and we're super excited to have Gerda Stevenson, who was in Margaret Tate's only feature, Blue Black Permanent. Of course, the first feature ever made by a Scottish filmmaker, um, a Scottish female filmmaker, sorry. And we're screening Orkeel Burn by Margaret Tate um, as part of you know the Margaret Tate 100 uh, centenary, which Look Scotland have been um, touring with. Um, we have a screening of Orkill Burn in Wilton Dean Village Hall um, and with Gerda, a new poem commissioned by Alchemy that Gerda has written and will respond to that film. So it's weird. I, I was, you know, when we sort of suggested this, um, I was worried that it may be a, a too tenuous a link between Gerda, who, who has spoken um, a lot about her work on that film, Blue Black Permanent, but who wasn't involved in the production of Orkiel Burn. However, Orkiel Burn, a, th a lovely 35-minute film that Tate shot, it's about tracing a, a, a river to its source. Um, so it just seemed like there was a, a thematic connection there, and we're super um, excited to have Gerda read this poem that she's, she, that she's written in response to that film. The town of Hoyk here in the Scottish Borders is a, a very different place um, over the week of the festival. We have filmmakers and, and film viewers come from all over the world and, and uh, we, we, we can see them wandering about the street in between screenings, etc. How important is it um, for you to give them that opportunity to, to, to see Hoyk and, and meet local people and, and also take a walk and uh, some of the countryside to, to watch some film at the same time. Well, that's what the that's what the film walk. Uh, that's that's its remit. That's its whole purpose, really. Be, and and the reason why that I think is 
such a much loved culmination of each edition is that the program itself is so packed that people who are coming from all over the world don't actually get the time to see Hoik mm-hmm. um, because you know we have two screening venues both of which are very close together I think you know the installations obviously bring people out of the cinema but there's a lot to pack in and we're aware of that so the walk itself facilitates that sort of thing it, it, it sets time aside in which a walk can actually happen but yeah I mean the installations are super important as well for you know encouraging people to go beyond the the traditional screening format of a film program and to see you know moving image works in a range of venues which is a yearly challenge for us because we don't own any of the venues mm-hmm. so you know Hoik uh, is a place whose sort of high street identity if you like is always in flux as I think most high streets in, in the UK are one of the exciting things on a production side of things uh, which Kerry can speak more about is the acquisition of, of new venues each year and and matching those with the many great proposals that we receive for installations. You've obviously been to a lot more um, festivals than I have um, but one thing people always say about Alchemy is it's a very special festival with a very special and unique atmosphere so what is it um, about this festival in particular that you think leaves people with, with such warm memories of, of their time here and, and the work that they get to see and the people they get to meet as part of it? Well, I think the, the first thing to consider is like the size of the town, how navigable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not, a, it's not a festival that requires guests or artists or attendees to traipse across a city in order to... You know, maximise the 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 value of of their attendance. Um, so there's one thing there. Another thing is that a lot of our attendees also constitute the the delegates. Mm-hmm. So that it feels like, in in the best possible sense, you know, not to suggest that it any in any way is cliquey, but I think there's it's people are brought together from their various backgrounds, artistic practices and it's a showcase of their work the intimacy as well of the actual you know heart of hike is a great venue in which to host screenings and filmmakers you know that utopian idea that i think a lot of festivals either willfully avoid or aim for but fail to achieve Mm -hmm. is the the intimacy of having you know these internationally renowned artists in a cafe alongside locals you know i love that kind of uh, thought and i think it's it's the ethos that alchemy's managed to communicate and it's across its eight previous editions and from everything you and your team have programmed over the festival what's the single point that you're most looking forward to this year i think my first uh when I when I introduced the first screening proper and introduced myself as the festival director, um, I think that will be the point at which uh, all of the massive hard work from everyone in the team sort of it feels like the logical culmination of that. Um, you know, and I couldn't have done any of this um, without the team. You know, it really is a kind of a team effort. Um, and I found myself, you know, in the in the um, first days of 
you know, accepting the job, um, kind of without even realizing it, when I was meeting with people externally, would refer to alchemy as we. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I realized I was doing it, and it, it is because it just feels like such a effortlessly um, team effort. Okay, hi, I'm Kerry Jones and I'm the festival producer for this year's edition of Alchemy Film and Moving Image Festival. I first got involved with Alchemy, I think back in 2013, um, which was through a community filmmaking initiative that was being run there, where I met you, Jason. Um, And after that, 2014, um, the opportunity to work um, as an intern doing print traffic for Alchemy came up, which I kind of took in a very last minute decision. Um, I went on to do print traffic for the next four years, I believe, till last year. Um, and But also along the way, I've done other projects with um, Alchemy, such as community um, filmmaking projects and coordinating the You Think Young People's Projects last year. And um, yeah, here I am as producer. And what was it about the producer's job that you thought, that's going to be quite exciting. I've seen how this happens behind the scenes. I would like to be the person to, to drive Alchemy forward this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is just like a really um, challenging role. Um, and having been involved with Alchemy and been to the festivals over the years and seen the many different aspects that are involved from the film programming to the installations, the expanded cinema to the kind of embracing the local community, I think I just thought it would be an amazing challenge to be the one who tries to produce that and make it all happen alongside the rest of the team here at Alchemy. Um, I love making meeting filmmakers, some of them who come from all over the world. Um, it's a really, really exciting time and the festival is a really good buzz for the time for the town. I, I'm a filmmaker myself, um, I have produced installations before. Um, so I think it's just dead exciting to facilitate and help other artists make and produce and show their work in Hoyk. So today we're a couple of days away from the programme launch for this year mm-hmm. and about a month away from the festival. Mm-hmm. So what are your priorities at the minute? What's making you happy? And as a producer, what's keeping you awake at night? Mm-hmm. Um, well, at the moment we're just um, getting what we call our accommodation request. We've kind of had our deadline passed for that. So now we know who's coming and maybe who can't make it for whatever reasons. But we have... At the moment, we have about 45 visiting filmmakers coming. Um, so that's what we've been really focusing on, is just making sure they've got somewhere to stay and all these um, kind of nitty-gritty of making sure someone has a roof over their head while they're here, um, which is supplied by the wonderful guest house and B&Bs in Hoyk, which we really appreciate them, um, some of whom give up all their rooms um, for Alchemy Film Festival, which is amazing. Um, we're also in the process of um, well we have allocated all um, 
installation artists who we've selected their their venues. So that's really exciting because now we're starting to start visualise what these installations will look like in the town and um, communicate with the artists to work out their tech. So it's all you know starting to become a reality. Um, we're also what's really exciting this year is that we're um, we're because it's a new, quite a new team, although I'm not new to Alchemy, I'm new in this role, and we have uh, obviously Michael Patterson, and we have a, a couple of new freelancers, we have Rachel um, Disbury, who's um, a kind of new person in the team um, this year. So we've kind of gone with that freshness and newness to um, promote ourselves with a really exciting logo, which is like Embrace the Strange. So we're, we're really pushing that through. Um, we're, we're in the process of working out our um, new festival zone, which will be the upstairs space here at the heart of Hoyk, which is great because in, so this year we're going to have a really focused place where filmmakers and volunteers um, can gather and get to know each other and so we're very excited about that and also about pushing out and engaging the community a lot more we really want it all to be a, a very um, embracing festival for everyone involved and in terms of embracing the local community because mm-hmm. I, I think that starts quite early on in the process even to the point where you are encouraging local people to host one of those uh, visiting filmmakers as well. So if you can't get them into a local B&B, they may end up staying with a, a family for the week. Yeah, it's quite a sort of new thing that we're trying. And I think um, we've had a few people come forward with that. Um, so it's something that I think we'll develop over the festivals. We've got a couple of filmmakers staying with one or two um, of those um, very generous offers um, because it's a new thing I think it's one of those things that will take a while to develop and people will hear about it more and we can sort of push it out and say this is what's happening this year with um, people hosting filmmakers it's quite common I think in other countries um, that that happens so that's something we want to look um, at examples at other festivals and even in Europe it may be more of a, a common thing to happen but we're really excited about pushing that out and and also, you know that people can get to the locals can get to know the filmmakers in a in a, a different way. I always thought that one of the good things about Alchemy was that that openness and the fact that there's not a VIP area for the, the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Everyone mingles together, and the the, the heart of Hoyk, the main auditorium where the main program is shown, is 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 a, is a custom made space. So, how important is it that we we have this kind of location here where we can show work? in the main auditorium, then there's lots of other spaces within a couple of minutes to have our second screening room and, you know, the, the place for volunteers and filmmakers and members of the public to meet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's quite interesting you bring that up because um, this year we've kind of moved forward with that idea of openness because, um, we, you know, it's very obvious to us and I hope to a lot of other people that Alchemy is expanding a lot more in its reach and its ambition as well. So this year, um, instead of just having the main auditorium is where we, people will predominantly go to see films, we're now adding an extra screen space to our programme, which is sort of about at least 20 paces across from the heart of Hoyk. So that kind of goes forward with that idea of openness because we want to respect, we, we want to programme all our films on an even footing. So we, you know, we have screen one and we have screen two. Um, and I think that that goes across the festival as well with the installations that we see, all these things, as you say, like in a, what maybe a festival hub area. And this year, things are quite close to each other. They're all like literally a stone's throw away from each other. And with that in mind, it 
makes it easier in some ways for people to see as much as they want. And you mentioned the installations that that's always a highlight for me every year um, during the festival to to walk around the town and and see the little hidden spaces that you've um, used for an installation ranging from um, church halls Mm -hmm. to basements and shops to unused buildings across the town Um, that must be a really exciting part of it to to identify the places and then look at who's put forward proposals for an installation and then marry that all up together and then on the first night of the festival actually run a tour around all of these installations for people to to kind of see and enjoy and talk and meet each other yeah yeah and I think it is it's like because I mean I think you know you have to be quite determined to get these spaces um, especially um, empty shops Um, and I think it's quite interesting you mentioned basements because last year we had Catherine Fry in one of our basements and um, we now have two basements this year and we'll be utilising them so it's an interesting these spaces that maybe you wouldn't normally go into when you go into shop you don't go down to the basements so they are kind of hidden spaces that we really want to use um, and what's something we're doing slightly differently this year as well normally um, our installation is open on the morning of the Thursday um, but this year we're going to have an, um, the grand opening which will coincide with our installation tour which is always really good fun um, as well as brilliant for everyone to see all the installations because you kind of have to go around with a group and maybe just have you know 15 minutes in each space and the artists will be there talking about their work and then we'll culminate in a performance by one of our installation artists. One of my early experiences of the festival was um, as a volunteer behind the scenes in the run-up to the festival then over the duration of the festival itself. So I expect you have a a good team of people volunteering behind the scenes this year to to make it happen. So obviously volunteers are are always a vital part of uh, any event like this. Every year we have a really amazing group of core volunteers who work with us year on year and without them we wouldn't be able to have the festival because they are integral to our installations being up and running to um, being at our welcome desk um, to helping out with our expanded cinema um, to picking up artists from airports and stations so um, we we're so um, grateful to volunteers and you know obviously we're always on the lookout for new volunteers um, because so many skills can be learned and you can meet so many people, filmmakers, artists, you can also learn um, tech skills sometimes if you were involved in helping Walt, our installation manager, in the setup of installations. Um, yeah, there's a whole host of things, but I mean, I think you know that it's quite a tar, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exciting, involving, adrenaline rush thing, perhaps being a volunteer, and it involves all sorts of levels of things, but yes, we, we, we really um, value our volunteers and all the skills they can bring to the festival. And it's probably worth mentioning at this point, wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast today, if you have a film festival um, within travelling distance, you're fairly much guaranteed that they will be looking for volunteers as well. So (laughs) knock on their door (laughs) and go and say hello. Um, I know with um, the the role, um, you don't really get to see that much as um, festival producer, but is there anything in particular from the programme that, that you're really keen to see and be part of this year, something that you really do not want to miss? 
Um, yeah, I'm really getting more and more interested in um, Deborah Phillips' um, programme, which is a retrospective of her work. Um, the more that I'm hearing about it, it sounds very interesting. I think she may do some um, performance-related um, elements with her with 16mm film and slide projections during the screening. So I love that idea. It sounds quite anarchic and sort of quite just using the space and using the medium of film in a, in a sort of really expanded manner. There's also um, Stephen Moyer, who um, will be doing um, an expanded cinema event on Saturday, which will involve some work that he's going to have made with um, locals and visitors to the festival during the day. It will be a really interesting thing that's developed during the day and performed in the evening um, perhaps with local records from local charity shops. So there's a lot of really interesting things. And uh, installation-wise, um, um, Webb Ellis are with us again. Webb and Ellis are with us again this year, and we're really excited about um, their installation. As usual, they make um, in really interesting use of space um, with multi-screens and props and different elements. I'm also just really chuffed and really um, excited about the amount of women that we have that we're screening this year. Um, I think over 50% of our screenings are women filmmakers, which is just um, fantastic for us. Into the moth light. Into the moth light. I'm Rachel Desbray and I'm the Programme Manager at Alchemy Film and Arts. So I think um, a lot of people know Alchemy as a film festival, which um, it of course is primarily, or it has been primarily. But actually Alchemy also has an annual programme, so we have six programme strands. We have um, four exhibitions a year, we have a residency programme, we obviously have the festival, we have community filmmaking programmes, we have touring and we also do a commission every year. So how does the, the year-long programme and your involvement with Alchemy um, feed into and feed off the, the annual festival? I think uh, we definitely see the festival as the jewel in the crown of Alchemy, um, but we really want to ensure that all of our programmes are connected up and that we're really celebrating and showcasing the best of experimental film throughout the year, both to our international guests and to the people of Hoyk. Through the exhibition programme, we feel like we can really bring good quality film installations to the town and it's maybe more of a local audience that might attend these, this sort of thing. As for the community filmmaking, we're about to launch um, a new project in the summer called uh, Film Town, which celebrates Hoyk's unique film culture, which there is... Um, you know, from the point of Alchemy being here, which is such a distinctive organisation. Um, we've got a really rich um, film heritage. Um, we've got a lot of stuff that actually needs to be digitised and so on from places like the, the Heritage Hub and the Hoyk Film and Video Group. So we really want to um, really push Alchemy's image in its local town as well as our international stand-in. You are a very new member to the Alchemy family, so what, what have you done in the past? Uh, you know, what, what's your career uh, path been up to now that, that brought you to Hoyk and brought you to Alchemy? Um, well, I'm an artist. I studied art um, and have an MFA in contemporary art as well. The last four years before I joined Alchemy, um, I was the project manager at Devon Projects, which is a socially engaged arts organisation in Huntley in Aberdeenshire. 
Um, so there we were running projects which weren't um, sort of medium specific, working with artists from all backgrounds, um, always on a project that had a, a social aim. So the artists would come for three month residencies and pick a social issue um, which had an international relevance but tap into it in, um, in a local context. And I think that a lot of that translates to what we'll be doing in our community filmmaking throughout the year. And I know from past experience being involved with Alchemy and, and similar projects and organisations, you don't necessarily always have to stick to the job that you were brought in for, so it must be quite interesting at this time of year to be working with quite a new team of people with the common goal of, of making the festival happen, so it must be quite exciting to be involved in different elements of the project. Yeah, I think Alchemy is really exciting and that it, it expands and shrinks so much in a really good way, so... We've got a core team and then we've got a, a larger team for the festival. We've got um, a team of volunteers. We've got our friends at the Moving Image Makers Collective. Um, so it's, it's an exciting place to work. We're now in our new office at Heart of Hoyk and people can come in and visit, which is great. And I've personally got to be involved in the, the programming meetings and the curation of the programme. And I'm now um, doing some work on the brochure and so on. Um, we're all working really well together. It's really nice to have a fresh new team and carry on Richard Asheron's legacy hopefully in a positive and, and a expanding way as well. And I'm asking everyone this who we talked to for this podcast so from everything that's on offer at the festival this year what, what's the one thing that you really do not want to miss this time? I'm really looking forward to one of the shorts programmes called um, Let's Live Together. Um, so we've really focused on um, important themes for each of the shorts programmes this year for me that one's about sort of climate breakdown and the importance of um, thinking about the world in a mutual way, thinking about the way we all live together um, across species and across contexts. Uh, I'm really excited about that one and about the Q&A for that one. Into the Moth Light Into the Moth Light Podcast Okay, uh, Walt Holland, um, Walt's not my real name, but it's a nom de guerre, positioned within the festival, installations manager. So tell me about your your history with the festival, because um, you have been around for a number of years as, as part of the team, so how did it start for you? I got drafted by Hannah Titley when she was producer, um, and Richard wasn't around at the time, and I had a screw gun. Um, and I came down to help her for a day and then the next year uh, I got approached to say would you like to help more and so on and so forth. I think that was probably alchemy number three possibly at that time and I didn't know of it even though I live in Hoyk and I think that's the situation with lots of locals Uh, they kind of miss it. Mm. Hopefully not this year. People who have attended the Alchemy Film Festival or any other festival with um, a, a good number of moving image installations, so they they'll come and they'll they'll participate or, or or look at the work. But of course, they've they've no idea of the huge amount of effort that goes in, uh, you know, weeks and, and months before that festival launches. So w- when does Alchemy actually start for you? Yeah, I've blocked out basically the whole of April. Um, starting communication with artists and thinking about what kit we have, what, we, what we'd what like, what spaces uh, are available, 
and, and getting to know the other members of staff, you know, new people. Um, so it's a, a couple of months, I think, out of the year. Uh, and, and, of course, there's off-festival shows mm-hmm. uh, all the way through the year. We've been having, every couple of months, a, a, single, a single installation, which uh, it's great to be able to devote three or four solid days to and work very closely with an artist mm-hmm. to, to get that in place. During the festival, it's, uh, um, uh, uh, sometimes it's a lick and a promise from me onto the artist, you know, and I, I, if, I, if I know they're capable, uh, maybe they, they get thrust uh, towards a volunteer who knows where the coffee shops are and the, the, the hardware stores, and here's my number if you need me, and I go off to help someone who's maybe less technically capable. Mm-hmm. Because there's always people who arrive who have a vision but very little practical experience. And it's lovely to be able to facilitate the, the pr- progress of those ideas into reality. When it comes to the festival, so I've been lucky enough to be part of the volunteers team that's helped to support artists the days running up to the launch of the festival to get their installations in and ready to a point where they're satisfied. And some of the, the artists have been hugely demanding. There's been some real diva behaviour uh, in the past. And then there's been people that have been you know, happy to kind of go with the flow and work with what they have, and hopefully they'll come up with something at the end. What would you think are, are, are the main challenges? And obviously complicated by the fact that some of the artists haven't had the chance to see the building in advance because they, they don't live in the UK, for example. Yeah, it's, it's about managing expectations both the artist's expectation and perhaps our own. And sometimes with enough blackout, it can be, uh, any, any little discrepancies can be, can be uh, whitewashed over, if that's not a mixed metaphor. <laughs> um, communication well beforehand, managing, managing of expectations, a thorough knowledge of their, their, their work in terms of their files and making sure it works with our hardware. Um, and making sure any hardware they are going to bring works with uh, whatever hardware we're going to supply. I've had the pleasure of of working with you in, in, in a couple of installations over the last few years, and at that point, I, I saw that as, as a partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, would, would you agree that you're you're, you're there um, not just as a as a as a hired hand mm-hmm. to black out a space, but you did actually kind of realise uh, an ambition with an artist. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's, in a way, my role within Alchemy is possibly the most creative, and there's a, there is a, a great feeling of, oh, look what we made. You know, it's definitely we, the artist, and, and the team here. Um, um, a very, yeah, it's very satisfying, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but working... In a, in, a, in a small tight team yeah one of the questions i do like to ask moving image installation artists is at what point do they consider the work to be finished and, and ready for the public I, I, and i guess i could put the same question to you as well because at some point you've got to draw a line and, and swing those doors open and let people let the public in if it's good enough and no one sees the wires and the blackouts it's getting there if no one sees your input, you're about right. If there's uncovered cracks and weird noises and so on, then um, extra work needs to, needs to be done. So when the work starts speaking for itself without any 
external inputs with external effects that's that's the point to aim at yeah mm-hmm. and at time of recording i guess we are about a month away from the festival so given what you said before about the um email correspondence and and, and working with the artists in advance is there any work in particular that you're really looking forward to day one of, of, of building that installation and going through that process of working with the artist uh, to create something that, that you're pleased with? I've seen most of the files we'll be working with at least once, but with a, a, a certain eye. I think it's only when the festival is on and you can, you know, when my phone stops ringing on, on, on Thursday afternoon, that's when... I can start enjoying the festival, hopefully, and actually see the works for what they are. Um, at the moment, I'm looking at it more of a technical, with more of a technical view. I put a different head on during the festival. Uh, when it's when, when there's things going wrong, it's busy. I don't get to see much, but ideally, if if the homework's been done and things are running well, then I, I get to enjoy myself and and uh, yeah. M- work and meet meet the artist and just enjoy the the shows Mm. well i I do sincerely hope that you get to enjoy yourself this year well thanks very much for your time nice to chat with you yeah pleasure thanks jace into the moth light is a charles s bravo production you can follow us on twitter at the moth light pod email your questions and comments to mothlightpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at mothlightpodcast. Like us, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. This podcast isn't sponsored by anyone. Perhaps you can do something about that. Until next time, goodbye.